chapter 11, verses 15 to 18. Let's listen to God's word for us together. They came into Jerusalem. After entering the temple, he threw out those who were selling and buying there. He pushed over the tables used for currency exchange and the chairs of those who sold doves. He didn't allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. He taught them, hasn't it been written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you've turned it into a hideout for crooks. The chief priests and legal experts heard this and tried to find a way to destroy him. They regarded him as dangerous because the whole crowd was enthralled at his teaching. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. So hands that cleanse. I'm not sure about you, but as I look upon these hands of mine this day, they are drier than they often are come early March. They're marked with small cracks, deep fault lines that run along this knuckle's wrinkle or another. It's the result of more pumps of hand sanitizer than is usual for me. The result of wiping down surfaces with strong cleansers, the result of 20-second long hand-washing sessions done countless times a day. As you take a moment to look at your own hands, my hunch is that these hands of yours have cleansed more things in this past week than they normally do. That cleansing Cleaning has become a task that occupies more of their time than is typical for you. So take a moment and look at those hands of yours and think of all the ways they have served as hands that cleanse in these past seven days. So here is the thing about viruses, the thing about the threat of global pandemic. They are this reminder to us, this wake-up call of how human we all are, of our own mortality, of our own vulnerability, and of how connected we all are to We are all part of this grand ecosystem, a globe full of life that is interconnected, that pulses, that breathes in and out, in and out, in and out together. In this moment, we are aware in ways we typically aren't of how the welfare of one in our midst is intimately tied to the welfare of all, of how we care for the least of these in our midst directly impacts the health of us all. We are reminded that we are all connected. The life, the illness, the breath, the health of one is intimately tied to the life, the illness, the breath, the health of another. Jesus 
comes into the temple in his hands, with hands ready to do the work of cleansing, because the people of his day needed a reminder of these things too. The temple was the dwelling place for God. It was the place the Jewish people came to restore, to return to right relationship with their God. It was a place that should have been open to all, where all could come for their spiritual life to be renewed. It was a place where the people's interconnectedness should have been on full display, where the sacredness of each life should have been valued equally. In the book of Leviticus, where God lays out the rituals of the temple, God goes to great lengths to make sure that all would have access, would be able to afford what was necessary to participate in these rites. Animal sacrifice was at the heart of the temple system. But God accounted for the realities of the poor, making sure that instead of costly animals like rams or goats, that the poor would be able to conduct the same rituals with something as inexpensive as a dove. The intent was to give everyone access, to allow each person to make a sacrifice that was costly to them, but not so costly it would be prohibitive to them. Jesus starts turning over tables, puts a halt to the activity of the temple, speaking with a fiery anger over all the people gathered there that day because that system had been corrupted. Instead of honoring the temple as a dwelling place of God where all people belong and have a place, people in power had corrupted it. They were using the day-to-day actions of the temple, the exchange of currency, the sale of sacrificial animals, not as part of a communal system of worship, but instead as a means for which they could exploit the worshipers for their personal gain. As is almost always the case, the most vulnerable would be impacted the most harshly. It is the chairs of the dove sellers that are mentioned specifically in our scripture, and that is not accidental. Doves were the animals reserved for the poorest worshipers the most vulnerable who entered the temple gates, the ones for whom the corruption found there would be the most costly. Jesus comes to cleanse the temple of the practices that were dividing and exploiting and limiting people's access to the restorative worship of their God. Jesus comes to cleanse the people of their tendency to put personal gain over care for one another. Jesus comes to cleanse the temple of greed so that compassion might be restored. Jesus comes to cleanse the temple that had become a den of robbers so that it could be what it was created to be, a house of prayer for all nations. Jesus comes to cleanse the people of their selfishness so that they might be reminded of their interconnectedness. That as the people of God, the life of one was bound to the life of all. Later, Paul would write to the people of the church in Corinth to remind them of that same truth. He would tell them, Christ is just like the human body. A body is a unit and has many parts, and all the parts of the body are one body, even though there are many. God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the part with less honor so that there won't be division in the body. And so the parts might have mutual concern for each other. 
If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part gets the glory, all the parts celebrate with it. The body of Christ, many members, one unit, many parts, one body, the life of one is bound to the life of all. Life bound together. That seems to be what these days we are living are reminding us. This life that we live is not an isolated one. It is not life divided, fractured along fault lines, separate. Instead, this life that we live is life connected, interwoven, bound. Life bound together. So we must care for one another. We must allow ourselves to be cleansed of our fear and all that it breeds in us. Division, selfishness, greed. We must allow ourselves to be cleansed of our fear and let care and intention and compassion wash over us instead. The news broke yesterday evening that the first case of the coronavirus has been confirmed in Kansas, right here in Johnson County. The woman who is confirmed as ill is said to have done everything right. As soon as she had symptoms, she called and notified her doctor so that when she came in to be seen, they would be prepared and others wouldn't risk being contaminated. She wore a mask. A reminder here that that is something for sick people to do. It keeps them from infecting others. Wearing masks for us healthy people really doesn't protect us, right? She wore her mask. She self-isolated in her own home. She acted with care and intention for not only her own life, but the life of others. Which is what we all must do. We all must act out of care and intention and compassion for one another. I encountered the words of a poet this weekend that I've adapted for our own context because her words are words meant to cleanse to cleanse us of our fear. Her words are words meant to wash, to wash over us with love and grace, with care and compassion, and wash over us and call us to the truth of our existence, that we are one body, that we are all connected, that this life of mine is bound to the life of yours. Here is my adaptation of Dory Midnight's poem, Wash Your Hands. We are humans, we learning to wash our hands. Washing our hands is an act of love. Washing our hands is an act of care. Washing our hands is an act that puts the hypervigilant body at ease. Washing our hands helps us to return to ourselves by washing away what does not serve. Wash your hands like you are washing the only teacup left that your great-grandmother carried across the ocean. Like you are washing the hair of a beloved who is dying. 
like you are washing the feet of those important and precious to you. The poet's list includes Tracy Boggs, Beyonce, Jesus, her auntie, Audre Lorde, Mary Oliver. Whose important and precious feet might you imagine washing as you carefully wash your Wash your hands like this water is poured from a jug. Your best friend just carried for three miles from the string they had to climb a mountain to reach. Like water is a precious resource made from time and another. Wash your hands, cough into your elbow, drink plenty of water, eat food that is chock full of nutrients, stay home if you are sick, Rest, breathe, care for yourself. For in caring for yourself, you care for those around you. My friends, it is always true, these things. It has already been timed. It is always true that we should move with care and intention. Asking, do you want to bump elbows instead? with everyone we meet. It is always true that people are living with one lung, with immune systems that don't work so well, or perhaps work too hard fighting against themselves. It is already true that people are hoarding the things that the most vulnerable need. It is already time that we might want to try on airplane gloves and not go to work when we are sick. It is already time that we might want to know who in our neighborhood has cancer, who has a new baby, who is old with children in another state, who has extra water, who has a root cellar, who is a nurse. It is already time that the temporarily non-disabled people think about people living with chronic illness and disabled folks that young people think about old people. It is already time to stop pretending that we will live forever, to stop ignoring our own mortality. It is already time to slow down and feel how scared we are. For when we run from our fear, when we distract ourselves from it, when we numb ourselves of it, It just keeps on chasing us, and we are forced to just keep on running from it. So it is already time to slow down and feel how scared we are. For when we allow ourselves to feel our fear, make ourselves confront it, then we can invite the grace of our God to wash it away. It is time, it is time to care for one another. It is time to pray over water. It is time to wash away tears every time we wash our hands. Every time you wash your hands, you should have at least 
20 seconds of time to pray. Every time you wash your hands, ask God to cleanse you of your sin and all that it leads behind. Ask God to wash over you with love and with grace, with care and compassion that call your attention to this important truth, that we are united, that we are all connected, that this life of mine is bound to the life of another, which is bound to the life of God.